Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recapic Podcast. Indeed it is. I forgot to turn the light on. I gotta turn the light on in here. Oh, why? There it Ooh. is. Oh, yeah. I'm blind now. We got lighting. <laughs> it's really bright. Yeah. You're really bright. What's well, because the light's pointing at me. <laughs> Do I look like I an gotta angel? get some photos so people know what's actually going on here and that this really did happen. <laughs> this is not just we're not fake newsing. We're actually like, on the we're moon. Actually here. Right now. Check it out. Hey, uh, welcome to the Recavic Podcast. Happy summer, by the way. Yeah. It's officially well, I guess officially not quite yet. Depends on which school district you're in. Well, summer's technically not until June, until... 20-something. June 21st. Solstice. Yeah. Sol- Solstice. Solstice. Yeah. So, technically, it's... The school's almost out. Oh. So, this is like very beginning of June. Right. It was like 180 degrees last week, and then this week is going to cool off like 30 degrees. We can mm-hmm. actually get snow yeah. at our cabin. Yeah. Like, we went from 91 to snow. Yeah. It's really hard to find your normal. <laughs> <laughs> we call that a segue. That's a segue, everyone. <laughs> That's our topic today. We're talking about um, new normal, which I always thought's kind of funny. It's that's you're juxtaposing two different things because you can't have a new normal because you've never had the normal because it's new, so it can't be normal. So it's one of those phrases. It is it's, weird. It's a weird phrase. phrase. So we're redefining normal. Let's let's call it that. Because defining things, we, you know, one yeah. thing we don't do very often now that we should go back to a little bit, just a case, because I have had some new listeners jump on board and they they listen to the new ones first, just so you know whose voices you're listening to. Oh yeah, we should introduce ourselves. We haven't been introduced. I, I got that brought up to me by somebody that listens, and they said, you know, we you guys don't introduce yourselves anymore. Did they say you should back that up? Oh yeah, <laughs> so good to have that. Oh, so good to have. That. It only it. took three and a half seasons. Right. Hey, that's better all. late than never. That's right. You know what that's called? Persistence. Yes. You know the turtle finally won the race. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm T Brown. I am uh, the T Brown. Yeah. That's what I'm going by now. You're going by T Brown. I also go by the commissioner. I go by uh, trophy husband and Mr. Herring. The commissioner or the V commissioner. Uh, like, Commissioner Brown. I like I like just Commissioner Brown. Ooh, the Commissioner <laughs> Brown. The Commissioner. <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, so, and then uh, my lovely co-host and wife. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> I was you like, just, I know who she is. You just said <laughs> I'm you your co-host confused? and wife. So I was just confused. <laughs> I was like, who are you? You're kind of. I started to go. I started. <laughs> I started to go for the humor, and I was going to say my beautiful co-host Jody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And my wife. <laughs> I'm Jody, not to be confused with his lovely wife. Right. I'm his lovely podcast partner. Yes, and I'm Life his partner. wife. Life partner. I'm Heather. The girl so boss. Long time. We're supposed the girl to, boss. I want to okay. I want to like kind of set this up. This is supposed to be a short podcast because I have to pick up my daughter in a half an hour. Right. 31 minutes. Okay, we who, have a goal. Who set a timer? This is the new this is the new normal right here. <laughs> it's abbreviated <laughs> content. This is not going to work. There's no this way it's never going to happen. This. this might have to be a part one <laughs> of two. Do this tomorrow. Yeah. That's all right though. No, it could it's, happen. It's good just to get in front of the microphones. It's good to. Yeah. It's good to just be kind of just they, as throwing knows, it out yeah. there. Things are busy. It's hard to get. It's hard to get the. Po- it's hard to get the content in. It is to. 
the microphone to then get it to the computation machine to get so, it out to our people. Here is the, the the topic that we wanted to talk about is normal. And so we were kind of having a conversation before we got onto the podcast about this, about how we're always experiencing a, quote, new normal. When you have the CEO of a company leave, you get to experience a new normal because you experience that shift and that change in leadership and stuff like that. When you have anything that that changes, right, if you get divorced, which each of us have been through a divorce, God bless us, you get to rediscover or discover what your new normal is and you get to figure it out as you go. So one of the interesting things that I think we're experiencing as a culture right now is all of us have gone through the whole COVID adventure and we are all experiencing what it is to redefine what our normal is. And so that is within the work realm, that is within the parenting realm, that is within the our relationships realm, which I think there's there's interesting different stresses on relationships that frankly didn't, I don't think they really existed to the extent that they do now, mm-hmm. where there's so many more what I would call divisive things that I think are really hard on on relationships. It doesn't have to be like we're not talking. It doesn't have to be boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Like no, it can be relationship. Just friendships are 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 stressed. Somebody you don't even know. We don't know, right? Like I mean, think of how quickly there. And I know there's all kinds of studies on this of how quickly an impression is made. Your first impression. So if you're a young person that's getting out of college, and you're going for that job interview, and you get that seven seconds to make that first impression, what is that first impression? that you're making we're so much more judgmental now than we were say two years ago 100 percent, yeah so a- anyway it's kind of an interesting observation just as it, within the culture of again relationships and i know all of us are very very intentional about relationships with our clients, relationships with our customers, relationships with our people, right? Surround yourself with good people. We always talk about that. At the end of the day, relationship is that foundation of good business. That's their foundation of good everything, really. But that that there's... there's I think some- it's huge. I think what I'm seeing on the sales side, I mean, you know, talk, talking to our salespeople out there, I think you, you guys you know, have to understand that we are all in every industry feeling stresses on, uh, you know, supply chain issues so like oh, yeah so like we're all in a supply chain issue deal I, you know i'm talking to people that sell air conditioners or lumber obviously is a big a big buzz thing uh you know <laughs> concrete I automotive mean, industry you, automo- everything, everything you know you, you hear about these you know lines and lines of you know ford f-150s that are on the <laughs> They're lot waiting on a that chip. are waiting on one chip <laughs> that they can't get hold of we've heard stories of you know 58 apartment complexes that can't get their their occupancy permit because they're missing one little valve part that goes into the condenser in a oh. air conditioner right like i mean you're talking about people switching brands to different plumbing fixtures because not because the fixtures aren't available because the valve's not available to put the fixture on so I think we're we're in a situation where relationship and mm-hmm. intentionality is be, is become so important because I know in my world I'm a fucking fireman right now like I literally spend most of my day just telling people sorry sorry yeah I don't know sorry just hear the song. I'm sorry they call me I don't the know, fireman right? that's, that's my, my name. name thanks George Strait but uh putting out old flames yeah there we go so i think it's it's a different like i said my normal day now 
is a lot of apologizing. Uh, <laughs> As is all of our... Everybody yeah, Everybody's day. But, like, but, but I spend my time, I mean, because I, I am a, a solution guy. I like to have a solution. What's my solution On to your that? arm. Yeah, on my body. It's literally tattooed on his arm. People. It says, be the solution. Because I, I just am sitting there. I can't just sit there and spend my whole day saying I'm sorry. So what I end up doing is I end up doing, this would be my advice to any salespeople listening to this that are wondering, okay, what do you do in this situation? I I spend a lot of, you know, half of my day apologizing, the other half calling my supply chain people and saying, I don't know that I even want the answer, but give me something so I can call back to people and say, this is what is going on. So I would say my new normal as a salesperson now, a lot of times is just relaying information from my manufacturer Mm -hmm. to the, to the salespeople. But having a good answer though, that's, that's fantastic customer service. Not a good answer, just an answer. Just having an answer where it's like, hey, here's the situation. Here's what I can do about it. Here's what I can't do about it. Here's our solution that we're going to make together as as my partner. This is where we're going to go. I think this is the best solution for it. And then they get a chance to gauge whether that's the best solution. Talk about what you're dealing with with building homes right now. Well, it's crazy. It's taken. I, I have a lot of communication with my with my clients, with my homeowners when I'm building their home. Um, right now, we're having even more communication when there's nothing going on. I'm I'm basically having to. I I, I do a weekly uh, email or phone call or text message with my clients saying, "Hey, this is where we were at last week. We're still waiting on concrete. It's a week later." Um, we're, we're hoping we're going to have it on this day. But this that's is the so update. much better than the alternative of it's silence. Better, exactly. Silence is a killer right now. You have to be proactive and, and be the one calling and saying, Hey, like, so you take it from my, my building company side to my building product company. Um, and I'm calling people saying, Hey, you're still on the schedule right now for your order to ship in two weeks. Like I haven't heard any updates that it's coming sooner, but this is where we're at. Right. I'll let you know as soon as I hear something different, just so that it hasn't been a month since they've heard right. from me. And they're like, yeah, wait a minute. What happens if you I, don't? They're like, hey, you took my money and I don't have any product yet. We've been we've been talking about this. So are you familiar with Brene Brown? She's an author and she's awesome. Check her out. Um, she talks about people writing their own narrative. In the absence of information, people will write their own narrative. And most of the time, it's not right. And you can do that relationally within like a boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife. or it, I mean, that happens all the time. But when you stop, and again, it goes back to the intentionality where you put it into a routine to, to reach out to your clients and be like, hey, here's, here's where we are. Here's where we were. Here's where we're going. Here's the plan. This is what I know. This is what I don't know and you just include them in all that stuff, it removes that ability for them to write a false narrative, mm-hmm. and it gives them the information. They may not like it, but that's not really the point. Yeah, none of us like the information right. we're getting right now. And But again, <laughs> you're still strengthening that relationship in the sense of, hey, I know we're doing our best, but you're doing a nice job of, again, being intentional about communicating what you know, what you don't know, which at the end of the day is all a good thing. And we, everybody, everybody's, everything's changing all the time, right? We, we're getting into this habit of everyone wanting to say, well, the new normal has something to do with COVID. <clears throat> That's like everybody's thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, somewhat the new normal, but it's very funny to me, just a little sidebar comment. Governments have come out and said that it was okay to not wear masks. 
and I mean, when I say like municipalities, cities, states, you know, jurisdictions, counties, whatever said, you know what, we're lifting the mass mandate. And there was not nearly the reaction there was of when Costco said that they were lifting the mass mandate. <laughs> no shit. Like more people. <laughs> so do you want to talk about a new normal when a company has so much power that they dictate, like if you really do wear a mask or not, like that is what the power that Costco has. Like literally it was, I met more, I ran into more people said, yeah, uh, when Costco started allowing it is when I figured well, but, it was but, over, right? So they knew that was the over. Here's so the, the new normal is, is the market dictates the that, market. Right? That's exactly where I was Your going with that. Fucking mayor can't even tell you to do something. And they're all like looking over at Costco. Like, well, what do you think? But so here, <laughs> so therein lies relationship. If, if you're a smart municipality, you are in contact with your business leaders. You are, mm, yeah. you know what's going on and you have your finger on the pulse of what's going on so that you're not reactive to it. You're in concert with it. Because if you do that, that gives you so much credibility. It's, it's so great. Versus and it's being so reactionary. Scary, honestly, if you think about it, where <laughs> businesses in some places have more power, which I mean, you're looking at, I mean, look at it, Amazon and Microsoft and Apple and all these things that have more power than really our politicians do. But it, it's really, you know, when we're all looking to Bill Gates as our uh, medical <laughs> advisor for COVID, you know, it's, it's kind of turned into that, but it was just funny for me on a local level where I literally talked to people that said, yeah, I knew it was finally over when Costco said you could go into Costco without a mask on. Like, well, that's insane. So here, so this is, <laughs> this is me today at church. So for those of you that don't know, I do the churchy church thing and mm-hmm. I'm like in the children's ministry thing. I teach kids. I love kids. Kids Frightening. are great. Frightening. So I've got a lot of kids that are like little versions of me. They're real hard to like keep their attention. But what I have figured out is each one of those kids is a leader. How do you know you're a leader? Because people will follow you. They follow the example of what Costco did because Costco is a leader. They're looking at things and making a decision and moving forward, right? That's what leadership is all about. And everybody has the ability to be a leader and you can lead in a good way, or you can lead right. in a bad way, which is the stuff that I talk about with coaching. It's the st- stuff I talk about in terms of mentoring all these little kids of, hey, you are a leader. They're going to follow you one way or the other. So choose well, be a good leader, lead well, or do the other side of it. I, and that's there's a good and bad take out of that. As I sit here wearing my lions, not sheep shirt, mm-hmm. hashtag lions, not sheep. At Sean Whalen, if you're listening, uh, we're still looking. Do you think for he ever sponsor- listens? We're still looking for sponsorships. I tag him in all the Instagram stuff. I don't know. I haven't had a. Co- I haven't had any awesome. comments back. I like- only got the only comment I ever got back from Sean Whalen was, uh, which I love Sean Whalen. He's fucking amazing. If you're not listening, to Sean Whalen, go check him out. He's the he leads his clothing line is Lions Not Sheep. I. I have a lot of it. I wear a lot of it. I fly his flag in front of my I house. I saw that. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, American flag and my lion's not sheep. I, I agree with the content and the concept of lion's not sheep so much. Especially I, the new shirt that you got me. I do. I, uh, Heather's got oh. a shirt that says, no beard, no booty. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Wow. Lion's not sheep. Yeah. That is 
pretty awesome. That's drawing a line in the sand. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So no, I uh, it, he he did <laughs> shut up. So we had a. I was wearing my lions, not sheep a hat when I voted and mm-hmm. I posted our we voted you know I voted picture of her and I and he did comment on that so that was cool so there's one of our hashtag goals yeah yes. that, that is hashtag <laughs> goals uh, hashtag lines on sheep at Sean Whalen if you're listening man shout us out we, we have you. a sweet road we podcaster you. pro we could get him on Oh we yeah, him, we could pipe him Dude, right I've in. Got the ability to get you on yeah. here, bro. I promise the, you, man. We have the technology. I will get in a car and drive to Utah and do this live in Utah if that gets him on. Maybe we should just drive down there and be like, "Hey, knock on the door. We're here to do the podcast. We're just, you know, what we're gonna do." Hi, I'm a lion. We've hashtagged you a bunch. We just thought maybe he'd want to just walk in and just walk in and be like, "Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? I'm a lion. I'm here to do a podcast." You know am I in do? the right place? Am I, am I in the right place? <laughs> I'm leading. I'm here. a lion. I'm a, I'm a lion. <laughs> Dude, if he went back, we could put together just a, a, a montage of my quotes from, from Sean Whalen, just from all the three and a half seasons of us doing this. Anyways, yeah, we're getting off a, track here, but what I was saying that's is, is, is you... That's the new normal. That's, is, that is our... That's, that's, our, that's not a new normal. That's, that's new, just that's our just, normal. Yeah. We, it's an always fucking, been. we take fucking left turns all the time. But we... Uh, but, but the scary... You know, like I said, what we're teaching our kids is to be the lion, right? But the, right. realistically, in a way, when you're teaching those kids at church, you're talking about, you know, your lead. Most people are sheep, like it or not. Now, the good thing is, which I'm now I'm, I'm kind of going to tease one of our other topics that oh, we talked snap. about tonight, which is being a leader when you don't want to be a leader. Oh, look how um, that worked itself out. It did. God, we that's... almost did that topic tonight because we're in situations where, we feel that, but that's something that you're getting across those kids that I think right. is important, right? Is and and I do think this is part of the new normal. I think we're seeing in a lot of ways, and I you know shout out to the governor of Oklahoma. She she recently made a statement about not wanting to be the the governor, but feeling like she I needed to be the governor. Like there's a there's I feel like Trump was a good a good example of that. Whether you like him or not, I think he was an example of he didn't feel like he wanted to be. I mean, the guy made way more money just being him than he ever did being the the president. And I mean, you can say that it was an ego move or whatever. It was an ego but move. But the fact of the matter is, is he <laughs> lost money sitting in that office for four years. So, so the fact is that he came out behind and and he felt like he needed to and and i think there's more of that in the norm i'm hoping i really hope that the you know some of the new norm is people feel like they have an obligation to give back to their local community a little bit whether it be as a you know a committee chair on your local Mm -hmm. organization Uh, and i would say even i mean if you look at that political divide i think there are more people coming out of the woodwork to just be part of the conversation Correct. Which I love. Like, I love the idea of having a good conversation. Like, it isn't about who's right or wrong. It's about having a great conversation. And it, and about those, exactly what you're talking about, people that are stepping up saying, listen, this is too big and too valuable to not put some time into. It's bigger than me. Right. And that, I mean, that's legacy. I mean, you go talk to the talk to the greatest generation. What is it that they learned through their entire life, risk more and do things that are bigger than you. Those were the top two things that they, not really a regret, but the things that they learned in life was I should have risked more and I, and I should have invested more of me in something that was bigger than me. That's exactly what that is. That is leadership though. I think I, I just feel like we are possibly, and, and this is, I'll be honest, this is a, 
This is something that's changed my opinion in the last maybe two weeks. Whoa, whoa. Um, time out. Very. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let's back it up. Back it up. Did you just say that somebody changed your mind? <laughs> it happens. I thought your mind was occasionally. like occasionally. I thought it was built in an ICF yeah. giant vault of. No, eight inches of concrete and number five rebar. Number five, lion rebar. Lion rebar. (laughs) I'm a lion. I I literally, you know, no, I do. I I mean, I think in the last two weeks, I've had a little bit of a shift. We've been at state conferences. Um, I you know, and and my life has changed in in just the last three months. I mean, as far as my action in the local community and in my industry, I've been mm-hmm. appointed to different positions that have put me in meetings that I've never been in before. I'm in meetings with higher ranking people now that I never got to hear that happen. And, and honestly that vision, um, and I, I made a statement to this, you know, this week. And when I was talking to people, you don't get to see a lot of people don't get to see what goes on behind these closed doors. And when you huh? get into those meetings, which I was never in before, um, I, it's very eye-opening and you're you're like oh my god i want this to be the new norm i want people to get more involved and and i'm sitting in rooms with guys who i feel are just like me but i'm watching what they're doing and we're talking about meeting with the secretary of commerce for the united states of america which is this little country that you might have heard of i've heard of it right and i mean we're talking about real deal guys i know that are sitting down and meeting with these people to make changes in our local community that are going that far they're jumping on a plane and going to to dc to make a change in our industry those, right those are the people that are leading not bitching and, and to me in right? my mind i always That's picture yeah and i always picture some fucking politician getting on a plane to do it right no this is a guy that fucking builds houses this is a guy right. that i've known for years and I, and I, it's been really intriguing for me to see that and be like, oh my God, this is really cool. And that's, that's to me encouraging that maybe that, you know, some of, some of the stuff we're seeing is, is we, you know, we have to do some stuff at a local level. We have to do some things to make things change and, and all the stuff that we hate from whatever side of the fence you're on, which I'm pretty sure everybody kind of knows what side of the fence I'm on, but you get you get an idea. You get it. What side of the fence are you? I have to. I have to say, like, I still respect this fact that that it, it seems like there's one side that's louder than the other. And what I'm seeing is is that maybe the other side's getting a little tired of being the silent majority, and I think things are are changing. So well, there's more conversations that are happening. Yes, and I've. It's funny. I've been on conversations or in conversations that have been really on both sides of that if you want to call it a political or worldview type of a thing, I love it because I want to look at all of the quote unquote answers that people think are right. I love it because don't you you feel though? Like, I mean, what we talk about, right. Don't you think that kind of that's changed even just in the last few weeks? Like, don't you feel there was a shift? I feel like everything was like, Oh, this is right. And everyone kind of went with it. Like, I mean, when we really look at like, Everyone should wear a mask and majority of people didn't want to, but you felt like that was right. This is what I think changed. This is what I think I have seen. I have seen less of a foothold of fear Mm -hmm. and that people are like tired. People get tired of being scared. Well, so I, (laughs) I listened to this book um, called David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. You talked about it. it Fascinating book. And he talks about the idea of the, the near misses, and and he talks about the bombing of Germany in Great Britain, and he and he and how this was going to crush. This was going to crush Great Britain. This is going to crush them. Germany. Oh, it's going to be horrible, and we're going to have so much 
like psychological damage. And it, what happened was the opposite. And it's they, what they discovered was you've got this crazy amount of bombing that Germany did in World War II of Great Britain, right? There were houses that were bombed where people lost their lives. Unfortunately, those people are they're now out of the equation of because the survivors are left. And you have two different groups. You have the, the near misses that, yeah, that really sucked and it, it, it affected my life. And then you had the other people that were like, I might be messing this up a little bit, but the two different groups. Um, I can't remember. There's the near misses and the something else. Anyway, what they figured out was if it didn't really directly affect me, I became a little, the fear of it lost its hold. And, and how they became way, way more resilient than they ever imagined. So the, the prime minister and the, the British government had all these shelters built for all this crazy stuff that they thought was going to happen. And it didn't, it didn't get used because the, <laughs> the general populace was like, hey, bring your bombs, whatever. And so the, the air raid silent sirens would go off. And you would expect people to be like, ah, running for shelter. And they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and they, it just, it developed this, almost this, I'm almost like, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> but they, the fear element just kind of went away. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tying lines and different things to the whole idea of the COVID thing. Eventually you get to that, that same thing where you're like, hey, you know what? The math is the math and it is what it is. And um, for the people that got COVID and didn't die, they're like, I'm bulletproof, man. Yeah. Because this was supposed to be like the world ender and I'm great. Well, and that's, it's the, that's... the psychology of that is really interesting. Now you add in the vaccinated people, whether you're vaccine pro or anti, doesn't matter. There's a whole bunch of people that are like, I'm bulletproof, man. Yeah. Because I'm vaccinated well, or because back, I had it. You ever both, watch those both shows? Both are in the same category. And I think this is I mean, based on, you know, this is probably my watching too much uh, their, uh, the SVU or something. But oh. like, but I think it's I think it's based on a true story. Uh, but I think that it's true. But you watch people like when they're victims, right? And they're held hostage long enough. And they just finally kind of are like, you know what? Fuck you. Are you going to kill me or not kill me? Like, what are you going to do? Like, when they, when they, there's always that tipping point in the show or the movie where the person that's being held by the bad guys, like, they, they, you know, they're like, oh, don't kill me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm all gone. I'm gone. And they, and all of a sudden they, they get to a point where they're like, you know what? Fuck you. Fucking kill me or don't kill me. What are you going to do? Either let me go or kill me. What are we going to do? Like, they get to that tipping point. I feel like our society has hit that point in the movie where we're just like, <laughs> Literally right. like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. Like I'm the new, this is, I'm done. We're going to do this this way. And I think that we're there. And I think that like literally for me, that, that, the, the, you know, the new normal is we're going to call it the new normal. Which I kind of hate that term, but it is what it is. I hate it. It is funny as I say it is mm-hmm. what it is a lot. And I watched a I watched a TikTok somebody sent me because I say it so much. And mm-hmm. it says, you be careful from the people who say it is what it is because they're just people don't give a fuck. Like literally there. And it is That's like, accurate. I, That's accurate. accurate Cause I don't give a fuck. And I, it's literally a point. I where say like, at the end of the day all the time. At the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. End, yeah. It, is me, like, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck. Like we're going to get through it. You can control it. what you can control and what you can't control. You really like, you can't necessarily worry about it a ton. Yeah. There you go. Where are we at on our time? I should probably go. We're getting that close? Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. 
So we did. I think we did a good job making a fast one. This is a, this is a speed it's heavy a quick hitter. Hit. It's boom, a quick boom, hit. Quick hit. This is a record breaker of its own. We this did is it. not. This, this is not normal. Not, this <laughs> no, is not, not the new normal. normal. <laughs> this is new. I have so it's many not more normal, words. So let's just say because we it'll probably never happen again. There's we, so many words <laughs> I haven't had gotten I, a chance to get out. You yet. know what I could say though? I think we will parlay this into the next um, the next episode, which we could do as a. Um, you know, we could segue it into our um, getting involved with the community and, you know, you know what we wanted to do there. That's the new norm. So I, I think love, we could do that. I love that topic. And I think they do they do tie together. They do. Really, really, do. really well. Because I do think it's new. I, th- yeah. I think it's new. And I think it's, I think that's what it is. Uh, I will give another teaser because we do have, we do know that we have a big guest coming up. We do. Mr. Michael Francis. Oh, yeah, I, I put that together. <laughs> you did put that together. Yeah. Which is going to be really cool. So everybody that um, is out there that is a big... Uh, pay at Brewing. Pay at Brewing mm-hmm. beer drinker that oh. loves, uh, you know, Pay at Brewing. So you here's... Listen, I want to give you a little... That will be brewing. new. That will be it's new because you'll be drinking anniversary. beer that night instead of wine or whiskey or... I don't know. Maybe we can turn him. I don't know. Try to turn him into a whiskey guy. <laughs> he's got some good. Uh, he he's has some, some amazing he's got some beers, beers. So I will. So what? What night. kind of turned me onto this? He posted a, a picture of his his ten year anniversary, and he posted a picture of his of his original notebook of the idea ten years ago. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, but but I mean, it just made me think of like the vision of going after something that's in your brain and mm. turning that into. I mean, I've, I've, I bragged on you guys at your wedding about that that whole idea yeah. of going from that piece of paper or a napkin or a, like it. There's so many stories about what started as. I mean, look at Pixar, like all the ideas of all the movies that mm-hmm. Pixar has done was all on a short list of we should do all these movies. Oh, and they did them ding, all ding, 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 and they're all hits. Like right. it's crazy. But what does it take to get from idea on a piece of paper or in a notebook or napkin to a successful company. What are those yeah. things that you have to deal with? The hurdles so, you got to so We're giving oh. a double teaser wow. to our listeners. We we have I'm excited uh, part to hear two, his story. Part 2 segue uh into uh what we're going to do and people being more involved with their community and what you can do locally and things like that, which will be semi part 2 of the uh new norm. Mm-hmm. So as a closer, we let's let's close out with uh give me your <laughs> new, new norm. No, nope, new norm. What's your what do you think is your most um, like just give us a couple senses. What's what's your new norm right now that you think is different than you're doing, but it's it's kind of your new norm. Um. Well, I've always like on my builds and everything. I've always stayed in communication with my clients and ordered materials early. Um. I'm actually ordering stuff before we even break ground. Um. Like we have contracts signed and we're waiting on on you know permit. I'm I'm ordering plumbing, lighting. I'm ordering stuff way, Anticipating way, way, in way, way in advance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Normally, I would order you know a month or two in advance. Now yeah. I'm ordering before we even broke ground. Um, but that's just so that I make sure we have everything right. when I'm ready. Um, and then, but that's good processing, right? That's a, it. That's it a, is, but the it's it's difficult. Will you as carry a, and will you carry it forward though? Yes, until until I see the point until where we don't work. have to. Until, right. until yeah. I don't need to, yeah. because right now I'm having to do that, and I don't get paid on those materials until they're installed in the home. Until the market says not worth the extra effort. Right. That's the answer. Yeah. I'm going to say my new norm. I'm going to go deeper than that. Oh. I'm going real deep. So deep, put her ass to sleep. <laughs> not sure what that even means. That's a rap lyric. Oh. Uh. So... 
<laughs> I'm going to say my new norm is I'm getting more involved with things. You are. And that's, uh, I have zero time to do that, to I, be 100% honest. I, would, I don't have any time to do I that. I would agree with that. But I am trying to be more involved, and I did that this week at some meetings where I just said I do not have time to do this, but I'm going to make time to do this. So I think my new norm is just trying to get more involved um, and lead by example, and that's something I'm going to do uh, like super deep and interesting there. But that's what my new norm is. So. I like that. Yeah. What's yours and close uh, us out? I have, so I don't know if I would say it's my, quote, new norm, but it's something that I noted recently. So I left a long and successful career in radio to go to the agency world, and I the, one of the main reasons was because I wanted to expand my skill set, and I wanted to do more things and be a better marketer and do all kinds of cool stuff. I spend probably 80% of my time doing video, and graphics animation. So it's kind of cool to, to go, huh, my expertise was in audio and I do 15% of my time, maybe. Yeah, 20, your 20% new norm is max. video. So what I'm doing right now, I mean, we're just doing a ton of work and it's, I mean, everything I'm doing is video. And it's just, it's really cool to have, have kind of planned that out, but to see the execution of it and to be doing it and doing it quote unquote well right so that's cool to realize that i don't know if i would cool. say it's a new but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty new i'd say new-ish right. well we pulled it off we're getting you out of here you gotta go get your kids and uh i'm gonna give a couple last second shout outs uh speaking of uh your advertising we played golf with jane perlacki yes. oh yeah uh, we're gonna make hey, her a, a i'm gonna play golf listener. with jane more she's an amazing yes. golfer is she a good golfer great golfer i did not know that uh, yeah we talked about you so Another mm -hmm. one of your cohorts in the marketing world. Well, and then lastly, I gave a tour of the podcast studio to some new listeners. Oh. Uh, at, with Wes McDougal of uh, Stonewood Homes of Utah. He came through today and he toured the facility. And I'm going to oh. make sure he's a, a new listener. So well, I just I wanted to say, I hey, can't Wes. wait until, until, you know, some of our upcoming episodes and we have like the the viewing area so we can have oh yeah people more watching studio audience. more of a studio audience because that's going to be exciting yeah we're a working peak, on it a peek behind the curtain mm -hmm. i don't know how many people be scared behind the, like the look behind the curtain sometimes i don't want to look it's worth the look <laughs> i'm telling you it's oh, frightening back there. You, if you're like the wizard of oz check behind that curtain you'd be like what <laughs> the great and powerful Oz. I think All right, everybody, check us right. out. Good night. Havoc Partners, <laughs> at Havoc Partners on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Check us out. Sean Whalen. We're here. Sean Whalen? <laughs> Just call when us. We, Just hit, us hit us up on Just Instagram. Hit, what are we going to have you on, Sean? Just hit me on. I'm here. Lion's not sheep. <laughs>